0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen especially if you you ladies and gentlemen that are in Texas, this is just a little update. I believe that many of you are familiar with these bills that we were looking at uh that we were you know praying and hoping that some things will change in Texas <clears throat> concerning parole and uh the uh, youthful offenders and so forth the second look bill and all that kind of thing well epicenter uh epicenter who works on those issues, is gearing up uh, to prepare to go back to Austin in 2025 uh, and begin to argue these these different points. Uh, as some of you know, uh, I went in the last session and went to Austin and talked to some lawmakers and talked to some senators and talked to, you know, you know to try to advocate, and I'm going to continue to do that, Lord willing. Um, and so I, I received some information from uh, Miss Deanna of Epicenter, uh, and she's talking about the nature of the offense. Um, that's something that I harped on um, when I when I spoke with um, you know the the officials in the state capitol. I let them know that the nature of the offense will never change, <laughs> you know. Um, but they want to specifically in for twenty twenty five look at that. Um, and so I am going to read what Miss Deanna sent me this was written by their chief counsel and this is going to be going to the sunset committee and uh so just going kind of to keep you guys and and ladies in texas this is relating to texas uh i'm not connected to any other state concerning this type of thing nor nor do i have the ability to be so i know some of you guys have written hey can you come to florida hey can you come to i can't bro i don't have those type of resources so you know if god provides then i will But until then, I'm in Texas, right? This is called an introduction to Texas parole. 2D nature of the offense. The Texas Board of of Pardons and Paroles has a short list of codified reasons that they use to explain the reason for denying a person release on parole. Many of the people reading this book who entered prison as children, as well as their loved ones and advocates, will recognize 2D. As the board's shorthand way of saying that a person simply has not done enough time by the board's measure. As I write this, countless men and women are working diligently inside of prison walls, educating themselves in preparation for reentry to the workforce, devoting themselves to spiritual practices, and engaging in probing rehabilitative counseling programs in order to prepare for successful reentry. Without a change in our system, thousands of them will also come to know the hopeless feeling that many already know when they see the 2D year after year in spite of their efforts. At the point of the 2D vote, the purpose of incarceration is no longer rehabilitation, but oppression. Continue to live in sweltering Texas heat, unmitigated by air conditioning. Continue to work for free to produce the necessary items that your family will have to pay a premium to buy you. Continue to live in an environment where you are at risk of being murdered by the public servants employed to ensure safety in the facility. Have your life expectancy shortened by two years for each year that you remain incarcerated. Do these things, the government is saying, not because of your present conduct, but because of a decision you made as a child. Indeed, Youth at the time of the allegation is considered an aggravating factor in the parole guideline scoring system. The rubric used by parole board members and commissioners to assess the risk associated with granting release. Likewise, conditions inherent in children, such as a lack of employment history prior to arrest and association with negative peer groups, are deemed to be indicative of higher risk. The Parole Guidelines Risk Assessment, a simple one-page worksheet, was made in response to a legislative mandate to remedy decades of clandestine policy changes made to justify arbitrary decisions relating to release amid an era of rampant civil rights violations that caused Texas prison systems to be placed into federal receivership decades after the advent of the Parole Guidelines Score System. The board is not fully and consistently using the parole guidelines as intended, leading to inconsistent approval rates across parole panels, reviewing individuals with comparable scores. Advances in how we understand human development reveal the obs- obs- it, it's obsolete, right? It's obsolete. I can't pronounce the word, y'all. Of the parole guidelines score rubric. Modern psychology tells us that youth at the time of the allegation allows for greater capacity for rehabilitation. Modern neuroscience tells us that the decisions that land a child in adult prison are a temporary condition of youth resulting from a structurally immature brain that will ultimately grow to function in a way that is more rational and mature. In response to this understanding, the United States Supreme Court famously acknowledged the difference between children and adults. And that punishments which might pass constitutional muster for adults are cruel and unusual as applied to children. The language in these Supreme Court opinions continues to be aspirational from the vantage point of a practitioner, prisoner or prisoner's loved one in Texas to date. Texas policy response has been to delegate to the Board of Pardons and Paroles the decision as to whether a child dies in prison. The flaw in that design is that the Texas Parole Review, as a system, fails to consider the mitigating qualities of youth. Candidates for parole who are paying for childhood mistakes are dependent upon the discretion of parole voters who choose to depart from their prescribed rubric. In a system that views children who enter prison as inherently high risk, individual candidates pray to be seen as exceptional by a decision-making body that reviews 6,000 cases per month. Candidates are not entitled to representation by counsel. Candidates are not entitled to a hearing. As a practitioner, who has looked into the eyes of many juvenile lifers, heard their stories, and investigated their stories and histories for myself, I can tell you that the road to their fates are generally paved by some combination of heavy stone, pain and trauma, victimization and abuse, school and child welfare systems that fail them, and illnesses and disabilities beyond their control. At present, there is no rubric accounting for what these men and women have been through. There is no rubric accounting for what measures these remarkable individuals are taking to overcome odds and persevere. Second look calls for that type of comprehensive review. The second look bill calls for the board to consider myriad factors when reviewing candidates for parole who entered prison as children. Not only would review take into account the diminished capacity of juveniles and hallmark features of youth, but it would also take into account the candidate's own individual circumstances. Family history, prenatal history, developmental history, medical history, trauma history, and social history all become relevant factors in the parole review decision. Psychological evaluations will provide additional insight into the mental status of the individual. Parole voters will be able to make meaningful decisions based upon the whole person and not by obsolete and impersonal scoring instruments. Although detractors often suggest that second looks earlier eligibility date will release people they deem dangerous while they are still at risk to society, the opposite is true. Because of the more in-depth and individualized review of the candidate's history, voters will not only have a better view of the individuals who demonstrate growth and maturity, but also those who do not. If anything, a more meaningful parole review review makes society safer without erring on the side of condemning children to die in prison in the name of public safety, especially people who are, as I write, and as you read, toiling to overcome obstacles that many never survive. These are examples of strength and courage within those walls from which we all can learn. 2-D cannot be the sole factor in determining whether a child dies in prison because each of us is more than the worst thing we've ever done. Chris Self, Professor, Juvenile Lifers Externship Program, Thurgood Marshall School of Law, Chief Counsel, Epicenter. And so, this is this is uh, some communication that Deanna of Epicenter sent me, so that I can understand the uh, the issue and what they're going after specifically for 2025 in the legislature. So, and here here's 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 what I want to say. You got a bunch of people out here fighting. And, you know, and this is specific to those who got locked up as, as youth, right? You got a lot of people out here fighting, right? But are you fighting for yourself inside of the prison? You got a lot of people out here fighting and, and speaking for you and and fighting for you. But what are you doing in the prison? You smoking K2? Jagging off all day. What are you doing? Are you still hustling? Because see, that's what happens. Is laws get changed. And things take place to try to help the offender class. Those of us who were considered offenders. Right? And laws are changed. And and then somebody does something. And then that gives them the opportunity to say, see, <laughs> told you, these these guys ain't ready. That's all they need. That's all they want. So I want to encourage you that while these people are out here fighting for you, I want you to be in there fighting for yourself, educating yourself. So that when this bill does pass, that you'll be ready that you'll be ready to step out into society and, and thrive and become successful and you can do it. All right. All right, guys. Love you. We'll see y'all soon on Crypto Christ podcast. It's just a little update. I'll continue to keep y'all updated, um, you know, as time allows. And if I have the opportunities to, to go to Houston, not Houston, go to Austin and do that type of deal, um, I will. I'll keep you abreast and probably do some recording down there as well. All right, man. We love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. God bless you. God bless you. And know that man, we're thinking about you. And and you'll, you, we remain in prayer. Okay. We'll see you next time on Crypto Christ Podcast.